Hello, everybody. You're listening to KCSF 90.9, your community, your radio. And this is time for Geek Chat. Uh, Sorry for the... um, for starting a bit late, I'm trying to do some MacGyver stuff in the studio. So, so um, with me is my good friend uh, Jeff Stiefer, um, who who's going to be sitting in today for Rich because Rich is is actually um, away. So, so Jeff, can you hear me? Okay, I'm not getting you, but hold on, I'm not getting you in the in the in the in the headset. So hold on, let me cheer. Let me try something. Are you there? I am here. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Okay, now can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I'm not getting you on this signal, though. Can I hear you? I can hear you just fine. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That is so weird. I am not getting you. I'm not getting you. That is so unfortunate. I was hopefully I was hopeful that that I could have you in here and we could talk. Uh, say something now. Hello. Say something now. Can anyone hear me? No I one can hear you. I don't off. think. Well, that's so sad. I mean, I have you and it's listed. Hold on. Can you hear me? Can I say something, Jeff? Um, that is so weird. Like I have you and it's, it says that you're on air, but I can't seem to get you in the speaker. One moment. Let me check something out. Hold on. Well, that is unfortunate, everybody. I don't think that I'm going to be able to have, uh, you, uh, listening to, listening to him right now. That is so terrible. Um, well, shoot. That's what we get with live. That's what we get. Oh, no, I can get you. I can hear you now. You're really low, though. That's so weird. Say something, Jeff. How about now? How about now? Can you hear me okay? I I I, I sort of can. Jeff. Excellent. Yeah, I got you. Oh my god, it actually worked. That is so cool. You know, it's um, you're a little low. You're a little low going going through the mic, but I can definitely hear you now so so great so thank you so much everybody for tuning in to the geek chat even though it was a little late this is um live radio so um so i'm just trying to work it out and get it and get it going so so now without further ado um again uh rich uh, is out of town right now and uh, he will be back next monday six o'clock same bat time same bat channel in order to talk to us about about geek stuff, uh, but with me now is my good friend uh, Jeff Stiefer, who I have known for yeah over twenty plus years. Oh my God, yeah, we were uh, good friends, isn't that right, Jeff? Hey, how are you? I don't I don't like to think in numbers that high because just it, it makes me feel really old. Oh okay. well, you are old. Jeff. <laughs> we're all old. Yes. But, so, so yeah, geek stuff, comic books. Can't wait. Yes, yes, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna talk about geek stuff, and you can definitely live tweet to me um, on the air um, at uh, at the geek chat, the geek chat. Um, you can also send us emails at the geek chat um, at gmail.com. Um, you can also, uh, if you're not streaming us live at KCSF, uh, that is uh, CCSF. 
Edu backslash KC, uh, KCSF, and at the top it says streaming. You can also uh, stream us at uh, stream us at um, it's a free app called TuneIn uh, TuneIn Radio, uh, and you can also go to TuneIn.com and if you search KCSF Radio, you can listen to to me Geek Chat, um, and you can listen to all the other fine programming that we have on this uh, college radio station. So please um, do yourself a favor and check the rest of us out okay so without further ado we're gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about comic books we're gonna talk about fantastical magical comic books um and because uh tell you a little story when we when i first met jeff you know we were we were geeky freshmen (laughs) at bullard high school and uh and i'll never forget uh we were we were at a we were at a um we were supposed to be at 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 a rally or something or, or maybe we were at a rally i don't know but i was sitting there and uh and i think i was the one reading the silver surfer comic book you know and then jeff came up or i came up to jeff and we were like hey you like comics and he was like yeah and i was like yay <laughs> and and then yeah. and then we were friends for life we, we bonded over comics the only part of that story i couldn't remember last night because i was thinking about it myself was what you were actually reading uh, it was kind of inconsequential because, yeah, like you said, it was it was some school event, new school, giant school to us, and I see someone in in the in the in the bleachers reading a comic book, and I was like, ah, a kindred spirit. Let's let's go see what his name is. <laughs> yes, yes, and 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 then we we uh, but our but some of our favorite because back back in the day we were we were Marvel like we bled. You know Marvel when we were kids, like we we that's what we listened to. Was, uh, sorry, that's what we that that's what we uh, we read was Marvel comics. Like I remember one of the first comic books I traded, and I, and I really feel bad for this trade. Uh, I traded um, uh, New Mutants number ninety eight, the first appearance of Cable. Cable, yeah, yeah, for um for a web, a web of Spider-Man number one. I think I got the better deal with the, with the cable, <laughs> with the first appearance of cable than that poor other kid. But, but I was a shyster even back then. So it was all good fun, but yeah, we, uh, the comic books flowed freely. It was, it was nice having that many people we knew in the comic books. Cause you know what, what one person was reading, the other person necessarily wouldn't be reading. So you could, you could say, well, let me, let me check that out. And you know, that's how, that's how you found new stuff back then, because there wasn't any internet yet. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so and so you'd read a story and you'd say, "Check it out." You know, you need to check out this story. You know, and so and so one of the one of the uh, one of the things that really bonded we bonded over was was the X Men. Like we are huge X Men fan fans. Absolutely. You know, that's that that's the thing. Like I was living in San Francisco when um when the first X Men movie came out, and I remember driving down to Fresno, and I was like, "Jeff, we got to go see X Men," and he's like, "Yes," and then and then we went and we stood in line and we were sitting in like really really close and i just because i'd seen it already but then i wanted to see it with you and so and so we sit down and we're up and and i can see we're we're like looking straight up into like wolverine's nose and when (laughs) and when the first time he showed his claws i just you squeed you squeed it was like and i was like oh my god i was like it was was very cool seeing all that live action you know and and seeing it done well live action because it's you know it, it wasn't apparent at the time but that first X-Men movie is, is kind of looked at as a, as a, as a flag post of superhero mo- modern superhero movies because it, you know, before that it was the 
Tim what the Tim Burton Batman movies, which were mm-hmm. were serious, but they were they had some camp to them still. But X Men came along and it was dark, it was realistic. You know, their 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 uniforms were more militaristic than they were superhero ish, and it uh you know there would be no Tim Burton or uh, sorry uh, Christopher Nolan dark Batman without the first X Men. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, it's like uh, Ryan Singer really, really kind of said, you know, in, in that statement, it's like, look, you know, this is these 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 movies can be great. These movies can be awesome, you know. So so yeah, X Men, fantastic. So speaking of which, last week, uh, last week, uh, the new Uncanny X Men came out, and if you haven't been paying attention to X Men lately, um. There's still kind of that there was a huge schism and and something happened and then and then the Phoenix Force came back and and you know <laughs> the Phoenix Five happened and then you know they they got possessed with the same the Phoenix Force which is which is what made um, Jean Grey go crazy you know depending on what you believe if that was her or not and blah blah and um, and during and and so was the Phoenix Five and so uh, it was Emma Frost, Cyclops, Ileana. Uh, Rasputin, Rasputin, um, Peter Rasputin, and who was the fifth one? I can't remember who the fifth one was. Namor. Yeah, and Namor, and Namor was the fifth one, and they all got a sliver of the Phoenix Force, and they were all making a utopia society for everyone, because that's always what that's always what they wanted. You know, that's what that's what that's what Charles Xavier's dream was 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 for mutants and humans to live together, and then they and that's what the Phoenix Five did. You were gonna say something, Jeff? Yeah, no, they got that, they got that power and they ran with it. They're like, yeah, this is you know we finally have the ability to enact Xavier's dream, and and we're going to go about doing that in the in the most uh, expedited way possible. Yeah, and, and the, go ahead. The interesting the interesting thing was seeing Professor Xavier himself kind of stepping back from the whole thing, saying, I don't know about all this, guys. <laughs> He's like, y'all are crazy, you know, and then, and then, so, so as they, as they were all slowly corrupted by, by the Phoenix Force, which is what it does, um, you know, the, the other ones became stronger, and then, of course, it became this, this pseudo-father versus son, in which, um, Scott possessed all of the Phoenix Force, and then Xavier was like, you gotta stop it, and then, he, uh, you know, spoiler alert, if you have been reading X-Men in the last two years, or three years, you know, um, Cyclops kills Xavier, you know, so Xavier's dead, and and it's all this craziness, and so that that splits up the two uh, the two camps. So you have like you know Cyclops in his area, and then you have Wolverine in his area, and 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 so where we're at now in this story is uh, it's the last will and testament of Charles Xavier, and I was like, what? So. So the so this 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 new story is about it's about Charles Xavier's like you read it right Jeff yeah, is, yeah. would you call it a dirty secret that Charles Xavier has or uh, as far as Xavier he had quite a few dirty secrets um, well the, yeah this one this one was definitely one he was playing close to the vest I guess you could say yeah, yeah but but I don't know it's like that was one of the things that that I that I'm kind of interested in what. And what Bendis did, it's like, it's like you know what's really going on because 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 if you if you're not reading the story, you know it's just, it's just uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about about spoilers, you know because because the revelation was was last month, um, 
I guess Charles Xavier was um, had uh, had known of a really powerful mutant child who had this like super power, like super duper power that was really really dangerous and uncontrollable. And so Xavier, you know, put up all these mental blocks in this kid's head to stop him. He basically neutered the kid so he couldn't use his powers. And so, but even as the kid grew he started to realize what Xavier was doing. And, you know, the kid was scared of his power, so Xavier, so, so he wanted Xavier to do this. Now that Xavier is dead, this kid, you know, who has no, who has no, who, who can't remember what had happened in the past, his, his powers are starting to, to break through those mental blocks. And so Xavier, you know, tells them, you know, his, 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 his mutants, his, his X-Men to go and, and pacify this, you know, pacify this kid again using Rachel Gray. So, you know, and of course Scott is like, you know, oh, how could he do this? You know, he's such a hypocrite. <laughs> and I'm and I'm really getting so tired of Scott right now, so... Scott's not the most popular uh, uh, hero in the Marvel Universe at the moment, no. And, uh, you know, the other thing to remember is those guys are currently, the, the Phoenix Five, rather, are currently relearning all of their powers. Those were broken after the events of the, the, uh, the Phoenix uh, saga. For unknown reasons, Marvel's been kind of cagey about that one, too, but the, uh, the Five Mutants and Magneto... Uh, for some reason, their powers are currently... Uh, they've made the analogy of they've, they've forgotten their training. It's almost like they're, they're newly, their powers are newly discovered. They're, they're very much weakened yeah, uh, by whatever happened. Yeah, definitely. Although, although it's really kind of interesting because in the, in the core X-Men books, we're not really... I mean, we're seeing it, especially with Scott and Emma... Uh, but it seems like Ileana, well, of course, Ileana did go into the future and train with, uh, you know, she went to the past, I'm sorry, and trained with, like, Dr. Doctor Strange, so she's become a lot better. That was with, cool. Yeah, it really was cool, you know, and she became sort of a sorceress, you know, a much more sorceress, so she, so she is able to use her powers a, a lot better, but, but that's really one of the selling points about the Magneto solo is, is, is he still an ass kicker, and I said this last week, you know, um, if you're not picking up that book, you you really should. Um, it's great. It's a great book. Yeah, you can definitely pick it up at whatever comics. So, um, uh, so yeah. So that's what's going on with um, with X with X Men, the Uncanny X Men. You know, and all these are all these pretty much are written by um, um, oh Bendis. So um, so you can definitely. Um, check it out especially what's going on you know uh, because because now there's all these different marvel books going on uh you have uncanny you have uh, uh all new x-men you have x astonishing x-men and you have new. Wolverine in the x-men all new so so and, and they all kind of tie in and, and they're doing a pretty good job of keeping them all kind of uh kind of all moving and still together i mean i can't wait for the death of wolverine to see what they're going to do with uh what they're going to do with that I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, can they really yeah. can they really keep Wolverine down? Well, you know, Marvel has said that they don't have their 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 quote is we currently have no plans to break him back. And you know, that that just means that they're waiting for the right moment or the right story or uh, the right movie. You know, I huh. saw this with the with the the Peter Parker Doc Ock uh brain switch a few years ago. I mean, the the fans were furious just just oh the 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 outrage over how could they do this to Peter Parker? And, I kind of was. And my, 
My thought, well, my thought was, have you guys never read a comic book before? I know, I know. Marvel I know. Com- this is Marvel Comics. You can't kill off Peter Parker for good. It's just, it's not going to happen. So, you know, let, let Slot tell his story, see where he's going to go, and it's, it was, you know, it's pretty well unanimous now that it's, it's a, it was a good move by uh, Marvel and Dan Slot's part, but, you know, that, that's kind of the attitude I take. Let's, it's Wolverine. It's one of the most recognizable superheroes ever. So, but let let Marvel tell their story, and he'll be back. I mean, and I was kind of thinking, it's like, it's like, when is the next movie coming out? Is he going to be back for Apocalypse or something, or or or, or what's going to happen? I mean, I mean, think about it. The, the the last one that that has been dead for as long as Jean. I mean, I'm surprised that she hasn't come back yet. You know, I'm really kind of missing her though. Well, they figured out how to bring her back without bringing her back and bringing in her teenage, uh, you know, past self. And I was like, ah, well done, guys. Yeah, you that's resurrected it. her without resurrecting her. Yeah, that's that. That's a good segue into all new X Men. So, so what do you think about the O five as they're called? <laughs> you know, I was real, I was real iffy about that that concept when I first heard it. Oh, it, so it was very, I, my friend. So yeah, was I. It, it very much felt like jumping the shark, but. I tried to I, I tried to take my own advice and you know just let let uh let the let the writer tell his story and see where it's going to go and you know I I it's it turned out to be pretty good they they've they've done a they took what could could have been a train wreck of a story and really put a, a great spin on it and the fact that it feeds into the larger Marvel universe of you know abusing the space time continuum is uh just kind of another bonus. I mean, and and so so the thing that I was that was kind of interesting is like you know, and then and then like Xavier's kid and um, and Mystique and, and Mystique and um, Mystique and Charles's kid and and uh, I mean Jesus, I mean Charles got around, didn't he? I'm sorry, you have to repeat that, Desmond. You're cutting out a little. Uh, Charles got around a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. It seems uh, he was, you know. Getting some late night uh, dalliances outside of the X Mansion and not telling anyone. I know that that was a really great little moment, you know. So, so yeah, Mystique and Charles Xavier. He was a wildly bald guy, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. So, but it was when, speaking... when he ahead, lost sorry. his hair, when he lost his hair, his mojo kicked in. I, uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, but no. Uh, speaking of uh, again, speaking of the O five. Now in the current story, they are in the uh, the ultimate universe with Miles Morales, you know, and, and and so I'm I'm very interested to see how that how that turns out, you know. Um, I don't know. How have you liked? How have you liked how they've been? I am too. How have you liked yeah, how I, they've I, been? How they've been treating? So how do you like how have they how they've been treating young Jean? How, how do you think? Because like the. Like they gave her I'll a new one power thing set. I liked was uh, her interaction with the other females in the uh, wherever they're staying, the Weapon X facility. Because you know you've got the you've got Emma Frost, who is a notorious uh, Jean Grey hater, and then you've got her her acolytes, the, uh, the the Stepford Cuckoos, who they're they're kind of they've they've seen Emma hate on this this woman you know forever, so they're kind of like okay, well what's the big deal with this? this chick but it is it, i have i've liked their their dynamics and then the last couple issues they've it's almost like they've reached a, a mutual a place of mutual respect and 
they can kind of move forward now. I don't think Emma wants to quite bring her down uh, the, the, the few pegs that she wanted to do before. I agree. And I, and I, re- I really like seeing Emma as a teacher. You know, and I really like, I, I like, I've always liked Emma Frost, you know, and, and even when, even when she became a, a hero, I was kind of like, yeah, but, but even now, like, and her with Scott, like, I didn't really like that either, you know, that, that whole Grant Morrison run was kind of like, what is going on, you know, (laughs) you know, what is going on, but, but it was, it, it was, it was good, and then, and then how they, how they moved, um, how they moved, uh, uh, the uh, the the original five to the to the new uh, to to the weapon to the weapon X facility and how the Scots and the Scots you know are are talking to each other and and, and like I really like uh, Cyclops like I think that is a really good book and and I'm unfortunate it's unfortunate that uh, that uh, Greg Rucka is leaving that book because that was a that was a really good book too you know it, it's about it's a bonding story you know and. Uh, with uh, with Corsier, um, Scott's uh, Scott's father, and and young Scott, you know, off off in the um, in the in the cosmos, having uh, a father and son type of stuff. Um, so so it's it's a good story. If you haven't read it, I would definitely say checking it out. Um, but what do you think about X Men? You know, the the X Men book with Storm as leader. You know, what do you think about about that book? That I like that a lot so far. I was uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, "Well, yeah, that's let's let's do that." A, a whole you know, get the baddest X Men and uh, sorry X Women and put them on a team and let's see what happens. And in the hands of the right writer and you know, backed by the right artist, uh, it's, it's a great idea. And then the first the first arc definitely, I was I was on board with it. It was it was it was great. I mean, it was everything you would want from a X Men team led by storm you know what have you thought about this current uh the, the current arc and you've right got the, you know the interplay uh i i also like uh rachel rachel they're going to rachel gray now i guess at some point they switched from rachel summers to rachel gray but i think she changed uh, her name i, I like the fact that rachel wasn't her her stance was well, who made storm leader and uh, you know why are we really even a team what's going on here her whole kind of maybe from the reader's point of view almost Questioning the, you know, questioning the team itself. But, yeah, well, the validity know, forming of it. the 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 strong personality she is was was quick to say, look, I know what I'm doing. Just get on board. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to take a quick break, um, and I'm going to read everyone a PSA, and then we will be right back with more geek chat. This weekend, unplug. Getting closer to nature can get your family can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org brought to you by u.s forest service and the ad council and we're back everybody uh so yeah so go and unplug and go uh hug a tree please (laughs) or or go for a walk in this beautiful it's beautiful in the in the city right now um jeff is actually calling us from from uh blazing hot fresno california right jeff jeff you there jeff can you hear me yes i can hear you now 
That's awesome. Oh. Sorry. So 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 I was saying that we're 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 in sunny, balmy San Francisco. I love live radio, right? Yes, love for live radio. Uh, we're here in sunny, sunny, balmy San Francisco, and you're in the blistering hot Fresno, California. Is this correct? Hello. Are you there? Can you hear me? I'm sorry. There's a we're having some kind of cell phone connection problem. So if I sound like I, I'm not there, it's because I didn't hear you. Okay, can but, uh, you hear me now? Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty hot here. The Central Valley stays pretty hot if uh, if you know, the listeners there aren't aware. Basically, you guys are close to the ocean, so you stay cool. But all of the heat from the summer just piles into the Central Valley like an oven. It's it's we're 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 very happy when summer is over here, and it's just about over. Yes, it's it's very awesome because Jeff Stiefer is is a meteorologist. Everybody, you didn't know. That. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, just kidding, everybody. But but yeah, it is. Um, I I was born and raised in uh, Fresno, California, so I'm familiar with these blisteringly hot summers, um, and very happy to be living in San Francisco now. Very happy. Um, so we were talking about uh, the X Men, a uh, team full of uh, full of all the female X Men, and um, I'm really enjoying it too. Um, I'm I'm really liking uh, the dynamic. Uh, especially with the uh, with with this new story arc, um, they really uh, they they really have their own voices. You know, I really like, um, and they finally get the. I don't know. It, it just seems like a really fun story. You know, they're bringing in Deathbird, and they're talking about uh, uh, old stuff. Uh, one of the old one of the old things they brought up was. Um, was uh back in back in the old uh, Unca- uncanny they had a story in which the Shi'ar Empire wanted to destroy the uh the Gene Gray genome and so they basically went to Earth and the Shi'ar commandos destroyed all of uh the Gray family all of Gene Gray's relatives and everyone and they had to fight them off and and everything and so uh Rachel Gray is the last one well if you, I mean if you, Nathan is is a gray too so technically um she's not the only one but um but you in this new one in this new story arc you actually get to see more of that so i really like that that they're still having old stories mingle with uh with new stories you know i i, I do love that that marvel keeps stuff or they try to keep stuff fresh and keep it moving forward but i really like writers that that really want people really um try to grow uh older stuff um not older stuff but but older stories and give them legs like i really like that it, i think that's a way of honoring the continuity and keeping it and keeping it going forward um you don't really see that that much nowadays um but but i do really really um enjoy that in the new uh x-men uh book Jeff, I I am here, but we're having some uh, some cell phone issues, so I, I didn't hear any of what you just said. You did hear? Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. Yeah, you uh, you tend to cut out for about a minute and a half at a time. Okay. But, um, I am so sorry. Uh, I was just talking about how cool the how cool the female X Men were. Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. I'm I'm glad to see that book doing well, and uh, uh, again, in the hands of the right writer. That's a good team to have, and it's a good concept. I'm surprised they didn't try to do it sooner, to tell you the truth. 
Well, I mean, I I was just I, I'm just surprised. Like I want I want I want Storm to be the leader. Like I've always been a Storm fan. I want her to to be in the forefront. You know, I just I've always wanted it. I've I've always like as as a fan. You know, I've always wanted to see her in in a um a place of authority you know she's been there as almost as long as everyone else and she's a beloved character so right yeah i completely agree you know so i really just want her there because i'm you know because of me so marvel if you're listening please you know give us give us more storm and the x-men that's what i love See, yeah I, I, wish... I couldn't agree more well then you're probably like me you're one of your favorite stories probably when she fought cyclops solo for leadership of the x-men oh and... yeah, yeah she, she had no powers at all and she still kicked his ass oh that was <laughs> so Man, that was yeah. that was such a good story. That was such a good story. It just shows that you know you don't need your powers to be a good leader. You know, wow, that was such a good story. Speaking of really yeah. good, really good old school X Men stories, uh, one of my favorite ones. Um, everyone talks about um, uh, the Dark Phoenix saga, and everyone talks about um, well the Dark Phoenix saga and the Proteus saga, but but my one that I really liked was uh, was a was a much more current one, and it's and it's one of the ones because it, it's it's when I started reading comics, and it was the uh, the uh, Lady Mandarin series, Acts of Vengeance, way uh. back when, uh, when when they brought in Jim Lee and they redid Psylocke. Oh, after the Siege Perilous. Now that was that was a great story. Having the X Men fight the Mandarin, and it was all like Japanese, or, or sorry, it was, it was all uh, Chinese, and and it was just it was just a really great, it was just a really great story, and the art was just amazing, and Jim Lee was just knocking it out of the park, and 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 Chris and uh, Chris Claremont was just like he was just talking about. You know the Psylocke's totality of her of her um, of her telepathic powers. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Speaking of uh, uh, comic book resources, did a did a uh, um, did a story about about the time how many times Psylocke referred to her psychic knife as the totality of of of, of all of her psychic powers. I always thought that was a great concept. And it had to have been double digits at least. Uh, Claremont loved that line. Yeah, if he if. I'm sure back then he was writing, you know, traditionally it was probably a typewriter, but if he was on a computer, he definitely had a macro for that sentence. <laughs> fired that in. Yeah, he was just like, okay, sounds like it's time for her to say that line. But yeah, Bam. <laughs> yeah, but... No, that, that was a really cool storyline, and that, that's uh, kind of echo you. That's kind of when I started reading, too, before that, but... Uh, yeah, the whole all the X Men were scattered to the wind, and there wasn't really a team to speak of, and you know they were all missing and tricked into going in, into the Siege Perilous by Psylocke. It was just it was a dark time for the the X Men, but it was it made for some really cool stories. I mean, and that was that was my favorite team. You know, my favorite team was. Um, was the Outback team, you know? Yeah, same I mean, here. that was that was just you know with the uh, with Mark Silvestri on 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 uh, pencils and Jim Lee on pencils. I mean, that was for me. That was the heyday, you know. And 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 if you can, if you guys are listening out there and you want to, you know, tweet us, tweet us what your uh, what your favorite um, 
what your favorite X-Men team was, you know, uh, and also, you know, tweet us about that, about that period of the X-Men, you know, did you think that they were too dark? Uh, what do you think, Jeff? Did you think that they were too dark during that time frame? I wouldn't say too dark because the stories definitely got darker. Um, it was, I guess it was dark in the fact that what the X-Men stood for was, had kind of been forgotten, you know, Professor X was, I guess at that point he was off, uh, hanging out with the Shi'ar, but, uh, you know, they had no leader, there were no mentor, they had no leader, they had, really didn't have a team to speak of, uh, you know, they looked to Wolverine for some leadership, but he was off kind of doing his own thing, so yeah, it was, it, it was dark in that respect, for sure. I I loved it. I thought it was fantastic with the whole with the Reavers and Lady Deathstrike and the introduction yeah. of Jubilee, uh, Longshot joining the team, uh, Dazzler, uh, Dazzler in there doing her stuff, and it was just it was just a really good time for the X Men and. And and there's and there have been other good times too. I mean, don't get me wrong. And you know, it's just it's just I'm looking at that and I'm just like, ah, oh, you know. Um, yeah, and it, 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 in thirty years, thirty plus years of stories, no more than that. Now, what are we looking at? Uh, Nineteen sixty-three was the first was Uncanny X-Men. So, yeah, there's just there's been so so many stories. But yeah, it seemed like that stretch in particular, the 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 nineties and right up into the two thousand. It was really good. It was that was a cool time to be an X Men Raider. I definitely agree. Um, and I just wanted to to move it just real quick um, to one of my one of my favorite artists of all time, which was uh, Arthur Adams. And Arthur Adams, his uh, his X Men uh, annuals were were just beautiful. You know, I really. Uh, if you haven't read um, the uh, when uh, when they go to um, sorry when the new mutants go to Asgard, beautiful and um, uh, when when the new mutants those new mutants go to Asgard, it was an X Men. I think it was any was it was it nine and ten, Jeff? I believe so. And they actually they just reprinted the Asgardian Wars in a paperback form fairly recently, and I definitely highly recommend picking that one up. Yeah, and you can pick it up at whatever in the Castro. So please, you know, next time you're in the Castro, um, I sound like rich now, <laughs> definitely stop in <laughs> and uh, and check it out. Okay? I, I've been in that store. It, it deserves plugging. It, it really does. So, so, uh, so now I'm going to talk a little bit about the. Uh, now Jeff and I are going to talk a little bit about uh, what uh, the the new fall season because as we alluded, as we spoke about last time, um, tonight is when all the new sto- all the new shows start, and uh, tonight is when Gotham starts. Um, I know we're going to switch gears because we've been very Marvel focused, but but I have to say I'm really excited for uh for gotham i i don't know what I mean, it it's it's an uh, they're billing it as as origin stories of, of our of, of the favorite of our favorite villains and jim gordon and and all that so so i'm really interested to see what's going to happen with this street level um street level type of uh superhero stuff because i mean i mean hell batman's like like 11 or something bruce wayne so you know, and Selena Kyle's just a little bit older than him, I think, or they're the same age. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they, 
how they do it. So, so um, I know the East Coast has probably already seen it. Uh, they, I think so, six, seven, eight. Yeah, yeah. So they're watching it now, or they're. I hope that they're listening and they and they DVR'd it, and then they're going to watch it after <laughs> they listen to this. But who knows? Um, but Jeff, what do you? I mean, what what, what do you think about Gotham or, or any of the new shows? Are, what shows are you going to be? checking out i mean i know you're i know you're more of a, of a marvel fan and i'm i know you are um oh most definitely but but are you yeah. gonna check out some of the new dc shows i am um you know yeah i don't read a whole lot of dc comics nothing regularly but i do pick up uh you know the occasional kind of i guess you would say the high watermark stories uh i've tried to tried to read but so as a, as like you said, a primarily Marvel fan going into this, I'm I'm looking forward to Gotham. I wanna I wanna see how they're gonna do this because you know Batman is in such a renaissance here lately, thanks in most part to Christopher Nolan. He really opened up the, the dark aspect of the character and said, you know, this is Batman and you know, I you can you can just from the previews you can tell the folks at Gotham they wanted to run with that that gritty realism, that kind of dark, you know, Gotham's always been a, a dark character, and Gotham is a character, it always has been, and seeing it in this iteration, and especially in a, in a TV show format, it's going to be interesting, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I want to, I want to, because I'm wondering, it's like, it's like, is is Bruce Wayne going to be training? Are we, are we going to see training montages of him becoming Batman as well? Um, are we going to see... I mean, I, well, I, we're already going to see Selina Kyle running along the, the rooftops and stuff. And we're going to see uh, the Riddler. And we're going to see the Penguin, you know, as as uh, young adults. Um, so it's going to be interesting. Although I am, I am a little skeptical about the age ranges, though. Um... I mean, because they seem like young adults, and if you know if Batman's going to be like what twenty one or twenty two, I guess that would put, I guess that would put his villains in their like thirties. I guess that that the 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 age range kind of works out, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, I don't know, you know. Um, I was talking. Yeah, they. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say they do. They definitely had to do some uh, kind of manipulation of the ages, or they'd have you basically have the the young Justice League running around, you know bunch of teenage uh batman and his uh villains so, yeah you need the, i think you do need the villains a little older but uh yeah the the, the selena kyle kid running around on the rooftops that that kind of piqued my curiosity it, it's uh the tone of the show is going to be interesting and they're, and they're saying that uh, Jada Pinkett Smith is really like, they're saying that she is the standout of uh, Fish Maroney. They're saying that her character is the standout character. And, um, and I'm, I mean, I've always been a huge Jada Pinkett Smith fan. So, so I'm definitely going to watch it. Um, for us over here on the, um, on the West Coast, it starts at eight o'clock. So after you finish listening to the show, you can definitely uh, turn on Fox tonight and, and uh, watch Gotham. Uh, it starts at 8. Um, and again, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you are listening to uh, the Geek Chat on uh, KCSF 90.9, uh, your community, your radio. You can also uh, check us out on the free app, TuneIn. You can go to wherever you, wherever you get your apps at, and you can uh, search for TuneIn and uh, download it and then you can search for KCSF radio and it's uh and and if you want to go online you can do it you can go to tunein.com 
Um, if you want to stream it, you can always stream it live at um, ccsf.edu backslash kcsf. And right up the front, right up on the top, it says stream. And you can stream this show live. So, also, you can definitely live tweet us at the Geek Chat. Um, uh, you can send us tweets if you want, or you can uh, send us emails at thegeekchat at gmail.com, or you can go to Facebook, we're at Facebook, The Geek Chat. So if you just type in The Geek Chat, you'll probably get us. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, Jeff. Sir. <laughs> he calls me sir. It's so funny. Uh, I'm only a few months older than him, and he calls me sir. It's, it's, it's hilarious. So, so now that we spoke a little bit about the about the stuff to watch, because the new fall season starts um, starts tonight. Um, do you remember uh, the pilot for the uh, for the New Mutants television show? Do you remember that? Oh, I do. Yeah. Now. Go ahead. Well, are we talking? Actually, are we talking about this? Are we thinking about the same one? Because there was a Generation X show. Wait, sorry, Generation X. Generation X. Yes, okay. yes. Sorry, that's the one that I was. That's the one that I was talking about. The one with Banshee and and Emma uh, and Emma and all of them. Now, what did you think of that? I, you know, I didn't get to see the whole season. Actually, did they even air the whole season? <laughs> no, it was just from what I understand. And, and please tweet me if I'm wrong. I think it was just it was just the pilot. It was like a two hour pilot. That they did, and and wow, wowie, wowie, wow. Try seeing mutants depicted on primetime TV in the nineties. That was that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it, Jeff. Saying that it was interesting, quote unquote. Well, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, geek culture hadn't taken over the planet like it has now. I mean, everywhere you go, I mean, the highest grossing movie was the Avengers, and you know, it's just. Everywhere you look, geek culture has permeated just about every aspect of our lives. So back in the 90s, it, that wasn't the case. I mean, you know, we, so yeah, seeing a, basically seeing X-Men on TV in primetime live action was, it was pretty surreal. Yeah, it, 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 it was, it was sitting there and, and, and watching, um, Emma and, and skin and, and just the effects and stuff. If you, if you haven't, if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. No, no, you could definitely, uh, you can definitely go and, uh, Hey, if you go to a comic book store, you can definitely go and buy it, you know, get a bootleg copy of it. Um, oh, I yes. Didn't realize it was available. That's cool. Yes, and 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 one of our and uh, and one of our we got a live tweet from uh, our friends over at RLT Press, and they said that uh, yes, yes, it was it was Gen X Generation X. It was the pilot, and it didn't go anywhere. Wah, wah. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that is pretty sad because I was really excited. Like I remember being like, oh my god, it's Generation X. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I watched it, and I was like. No. <laughs> oh. There was Desmond. There was a mutant named Skin. <laughs> but he was so cool, though. He was cool, and he had like he had a stretchy power. But but it was his skin, and he could stretch it. And he was all like, "I'm skin, and I can stretch my stuff." I don't know. Scott Lobdell. <laughs> Scott Scott Lobdell. You know, and uh, and uh, Blotchy, uh, I can never say his last name. It's crazy. But Scott Lobdell, you know, really cut his teeth on Generation X, and and oh, uh, yeah. 
and I really, I really liked that show. I really, I mean, I really, I really liked it, you know, but I definitely have my, uh, my rose colored nostalgia glasses on when I, uh, when I look at that. Oof. Oh, sure. You know, See, and that, that's the way I look at the X-Men, uh, animated series from the nineties. Oh, you're killing me. You're killing me. I know. See, everyone's got such fond memories of that and they can hum their theme song, but I remember being, I was just so disappointed with that. The, anima- <laughs> the animation was bad. The voices were bad. The storylines were mangled. Just, uh, I was so sad because I was finally, I was like, because before that we had uh, Pride of the X-Men pilot from the, the late 80s, which was really good, even with Wolverine's Australian accent. Oh my God, but, yes, uh, I remember that on, <laughs> on, amazing, on The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I no, never, well, never understood that. Pilot. Yeah, that was they, a, they pilot. a pilot. No, 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 I know, but I never understood that. Like, yeah, why the hell? Why the hell was, was no, 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 no? Why the hell was Firestar and Iceman hanging out with, with Spider Man? I, <laughs> I just don't understand that. And then, and then, and then Wolverine is Canadian. I'm like, yeah. how hard? I mean, how hard is it to make him Canadian? How hard is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just. I don't know. I don't know. Someone at someone at the network said he has to have an Australian accent. I think I think one of the animators was Australian, and he was like, "I'm the only one that can that can draw Wolverine. So if he's not if he's not Canadian or uh, if he's not Australian, I'm leaving." <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, we were coming off the Crocodile Dundee phase of the '80s, so that might have something to do with it. Yes, blame blame. Uh, Blame Crocodile Dundee for for was, Wolverine's accent. Oh, in the was, in the Pride of the X Men. Oh, if only that were the case, Jeff. If only that were was, the case. It was Paul Hogan's fault. Damn it. Damn you, Paul Hogan, <laughs> for ruining our, our. You know, it, it it took more than that. But but yes, I actually liked Pride of the X Men. I actually have that. I have that on VHS tape. Text. Tweet me. Tweet uh live tweet the show if you if you if you have a copy of um Pride of the X Men from um uh, Spider Man and his amazing friends you know because I still have one it was it was it's amazing like my mother bought it for me and uh, <laughs> and she just would like put me in front of it and I'd be like Spider Man I love car- I love cartoons <laughs> so but yeah so so you were saying about the uh, the X Men the X Men cartoon you, it made you sad it was pretty sad because it, it it I don't know what they were doing with the with the um with the storylines those storylines are, are bananas Oof. That, that that was part of the problem they were they were taking you know well loved and known X Men stories and just you know mangling them for for no reason but it was I don't know it just the production value wasn't there from start to finish and it was it was very disappointing but. You know, uh, that and Gen X, I think if done now with, with you know, today's obviously the digital technology is, is such you can do expensive effects like that on television and get away with it. Um, I think Fox should adopt, you know, a more broad policy with their properties that they own. And since they've got control of, you know, Marvel's mutants in the in the in the movies. Why not run with it? Well, like Sony, Sony here is going to do a Venom movie. They're going to do a Sinister Six movie. They finally realize they've got these properties that are just sitting around, and 
you know, there's more to Spider-Man's world than just Spider-Man. Yeah, I really, and, I, I really hope that, don't mean to cut you off, but I really hope that they do, like we were talking about it last week, but I really hope that they, they, they use Marvel as a guideline, you know, what Marvel's doing as a guideline. I, I, know, I know that people want their movies to flop from Sony and Fox, that way Marvel, or, uh, Marvel and Disney can get their rights again, and I understand that, that's, that's a cool concept, but I really don't think that that's going to happen, like I really don't think that, this, that that's going to happen, so uh, that's why I hope, I hope that, that with them bringing back Mark's, uh, Mark Singer, or sorry, Brian Singer, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Brian, Brian. Singer, Brian Singer back to uh, the X-Men universe will actually start to get some good uh, quality movies, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept, uh, X-Men 3, like, I'm willing to accept it as, as just a kind of a, a bubble in a, in a, in an almost, you know, a fairly good, um, uh, run of movies, uh, and I, and I really have a lot of hope that uh, X-Men Apocalypse will be, will be good. And then that follows into Onslaught or whatever else they want to do. Follow the Mutants, whatever. I mean, the, the, the stories are there. You know, the stories are there. You don't, have to, you don't have to be super faithful to that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you have to honor them. And when they honor them... You know, then people will be able to say like, "Okay, I can see this." You know, but but if but if it's exactly. a cash grab, people are gonna notice it, and, and they're gonna see that as what it is. You know, they're gonna see it as a as a cash grab. You know, and I just like I, I want it to be fun. You know, and, and that's why I think Guardians of the Galaxy did so well was because it was fun. It was a fun movie. You know, it it took these characters and and it made them fun. Who cares if they were about comic books? You know, right? It, it made it fun. Yeah, because the Avengers, as fun as the Avengers were, and as fun as there were jokes and, you know, there were lighthearted moments in that movie, but it was still a fairly heavy movie. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah Guardians was, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was Marvel was kind of stretching, stretching out a little bit and go, all right, let's see what we can get away with here, boys. And and they got away with a lot, and I really hope I really hope that with with the with the success of Guardians, we're gonna see some more interesting, uh, uh, or more risky takes on on Marvel movies and other productions as well. Um, that's why, like, I'm excited for Ant Man. You know, I'm excited for all this stuff. So exactly. So one. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say one thing. Uh, is being talked about a lot right now in the comic book world is uh, gender equality and gender issues. And I know a lot of people are saying, where's our female superhero movie? Come on. That's, in some ways, that's what I'm looking forward to. Because one of the studios is going to do it right, and it's going to make a ton of money, Desmond. No, I, uh, I believe you. Um, so uh, who I do you really think like it is? See, I, well, I really, I probably, if you go with the Vegas odds, the first one out the gate we'll probably see would be a Black Widow movie. But I really so? like this. I, I that's where I put. I think that's the safe bet. What I would really uh, like to see is a uh, Captain Marvel movie. See, I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna do Black Widow because they've established her too much as a as a secondary character to to all these other people. Um, so that's why I think they're gonna start with something fresh. You know, I, I think it would be awesome if they introduce you know Carol Danvers or or um, Miss Marvel and then do and then or Captain Marvel and then really just kind of like go from there. Um, and I do think that that when when um, DC uh, really finally gets their um, 
act together and we get a Wonder Woman movie. I feel that that's going to be good. Exactly. There's a lot of people, and they're not just women, talking about where is our Wonder Woman movie. Marvel has a talking tree and a raccoon. Where is our Wonder Woman movie? Yeah. Don't tell me it can't be done. Exactly, exactly. It can be done. But again, you know, they, I feel that they have to they have to just be true to their audience, so, you know. You, ha- you have to be true. Yeah. Sorry. So, no problem. No problem. So, unfortunately, Jeff, um uh, that we're we're coming to the end of our of our time together. Um Well, the, the time just flies by when you're talking about stuff you love. I totally agree, you know, and even with a little bit of the technical difficulties at the beginning, the next time we have you on, which we will, um, it will be a lot easier. I definitely, uh, I definitely figured that out because I really kind of cut my teeth in here, you know, and thank you for the, for the tech people that came in and helped and, and, thank you uh, very much to all your tech people. Yeah, and that was and that was very helpful um, because again, this is a live a live show, and um, and we do you know it's uh it's KCSF ninety point nine your community your radio and, and it is a it is a community college radio station um, and we are just really you know trying to get this out there uh, to to our community. So before I go, um, I wanted to read you uh, one more. Um, hold on, real quick. I wanted to I wanted to give, read you one more um, PSA. So, starting in the sixth grade, students who miss eight day eighteen days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school was your has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the US Army and the Ad Council. I love it that was brought to you by the US Army because do they feel that if you have a lot of absences you have to go to the army? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That's bananas. I don't know. But but anyway, you know, it, it is true. Like when I was in high school, uh towards the end there, I was starting to miss a lot of lost I started to miss a lot of class, but I had I had other stuff going on that 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 I was not that I shouldn't have had going on, but but well, yeah. you know, you don't you don't you don't realize all that how important all that is until your years passed it all. So, what can you do? It's yeah. all learning experience. Exactly. So, again, I want to thank you all for, for tuning in and listening. I want to give a special, special thanks to my good friend, Jeff, for uh, filling in for Rich uh, today. You did a fantastic job. Thank you very much, Jeff. Oh, thanks for having me, and thanks to KCSF, and thanks to Rich. And, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'll, I will definitely have you back on again. Um, and we're going to be here next Monday at the same time, same bat channel, same X-Men time uh, on KCSF. And again, remember, um, you could you could check us out on TuneIn.com or you can download the free app um, on Android or, or iPod, whatever you use. And that is uh, the TuneIn app. And you can search for KCSF Radio, and you can look for the Geek Chat. You can look for any of the other uh, fantastic programming that we have uh, on there for, for you, our community. And with that, I say thank you. Say goodbye, Jeff. Good night, guys. Thanks for having me. All righty. Bye-bye.